Hello there. Rebecca's giving me the don't do that sign. She's telling me to cut it out. All right, I won't do any more British accents, but we are going to talk about London. I'm here with the Willis crew at the Willis house. So forgive us, this audio might not be that great. But who do I have here with me? I have Rebecca, who you all know. Hi. From Disney uh, episode before. Then we have Luke. What's up? Man. And then we have Lydia. Hello. Oh, that was so sing-songy. Okay, so we went to London, and uh, Brent told us to do a podcast about it. So, uh, all right. See you guys later. All right, so, uh, yeah, we're just going to do a real quick one. This is a really just a trip report that we're going to do mm-hmm. together, and we thought it would be fun to get some perspectives from the whole crew. And you also might hear dogs around here, too, but they didn't go. Um, so let's get right into it. We went to London on July 28th. I don't remember. Is honestly. that right? Uh, I think that was, was right. It was the 28th. It, okay. Lydia says it was the 28th. All right. So we flew, uh, on a plane cause that's how you get to London. I guess you <laughs> could get there on a boat or we could flap our arms. No, I don't know about that. Uh, <laughs> uh Luke doesn't know about that. Um, yeah, so we flew on American Airlines, and we flew out of Shreveport, and we landed in Dallas, and then we flew from Dallas to London, which is a nine-hour flight, and I didn't sleep a wink. And we sat in business class. Ooh, business class. We could lay down with a pillow and a blanket. That's cool. <laughs> and I don't think anyone loved it. I don't think anyone loved it but me. No, I loved it. I uh, It's kind of ruined flying for me, actually, because now I want to be in that class every time. But we took a Boeing 777 for the aircraft nerds out there. And um, it, they had the fold flat or fold flat, reclined flat seats that you could sleep in. I think it was, I think it was pretty cool, too. Um, I think the only aircraft nerd here is you, so you don't have to say that part. Oh, it's going in there. <laughs> Lydia, what did you think about the uh, the flight? I thought it was good, mm-hmm. and um, and I <laughs> trying to get the volume right. I didn't like the seat texture because it was itchy. It was itchy. Yeah, you did complain about that. What about the food on the plane, though? Oh, I liked the um the mousse. It was really good. The moose. Chocolate moose. Did you mean the animal or the chocolate? The chocolate. Oh, that. <laughs> they didn't have me- moose. Meese. Meese? <laughs> meese, moose. Moose? <laughs> What's the plural of moose? Mooses? Mooses. They didn't I have think them. Moose is the plural. Mooses? <laughs> yeah. They didn't have mooses on our airplane. Mooses. So, yeah, so we flew in business class, which was fun. I've never flown in a business class cabin like that. Business and- class. Okay, Lydia, thank you for that weird weirdness. <laughs> she didn't sleep, by the way. She had maybe 30 minutes to an hour on the way there. I think it's because she was super, super excited. Yeah, she. I think that was true. That was on the way back. I didn't think you slept on the way there. No, I slept for five, five hours. Oh, okay. Well, I didn't sleep at all because I don't sleep well on planes. However, I was very comfortable in not sleeping. And so we get there, and so our flight left the uh, Dallas airport at what, 10 o'clock at night? I have no idea. Don't ask me. 
Yes, we left around 10 o'clock. 10 o'clock, and we got there at... 12.45, which actually, we landed an hour earlier. Yeah, we did We did get there a little early. I think we had like a good tailwind. And we were supposed to get there at 12.45. I think we landed at like noon. Close uh, to it. Yeah, so it was a nine-hour flight, but a, about a 16-hour difference in time. Uh, so we time-traveled, really. Um, so we get there to the airport. We had reserved a car. To come pick us up and take us to the hotel. I'm about to give a bad review. Go ahead. Go for it. To Viator. Yes. They left us high and dry at the airport. We got to our... We were supposed to meet them at a certain point. We got at... I think at 1 o'clock. We were supposed to be there at 1 o'clock. We actually got there at 12.15. Because we were able to get... Well, maybe it was about 12.30. We were there early, though. Waiting for them in waiting the spot. So we waited until about one, and then it was one oh five, and it was one fifteen, and we're like, "Dang, we need to get back. To, we need to get to the hotel. This is ridiculous." All tired. I called them. They said he was on his way. Called him again. They were in traffic. Said, "You know what?" And what'd you do? Well, I didn't do anything. It was it was Stephanie, my sister. Oh, that's right. Stephanie went with us. She was very tired, and she went and found. A, she went and talked to the airport. Um, concierge there's a place where you can get information for london and um travel and so she went and she talked to the lady and the lady said i have a car for you and we got a car so about 20 minutes after we talked to the lady and booked our car she was coming or he came and picked us up mind you at this point my sister's on the floor whining about how she's so tired. She's looking at me right now as if she just wants me to shut up. I was delirious. Yeah, you were. She was on the the. I don't know how clean. I'm not going to say that the Heathrow International Airport's air uh, floor was dirty, but it certainly wasn't somewhere I wanted my daughter to be rolling around. There were probably a lot of feet who traveled in that one spot. Yeah, a lot of feet. So. We get into the car. We shoved our luggage into this one, like, kind of a minivan, but it was small. The vehicles are small over there. Fun fact. Uh Fun fact. Fun. You can't put your luggage in your lap. It's apparently illegal in England. You have to put it in the boot, which is the trunk of the car. Otherwise, you could get ticketed. That's what I was told. Right, yeah, that, I don't know, it's another weird um, weird thing. However, I was very pleased that they were not uh, worried about masks, they weren't asking about vaccine status and all that stuff, so that was nice. Um, so we get, let's, so we're driving, we're not, we're not driving, we're riding. We're, we're not driving. <laughs> I'm already, I'm already confused, because I'm already disoriented, because we're on the other side of the road, I am tired, a little jet lagged, and we get to the hotel, and what was one of the first things that we saw at the hotel, Lydia, that was one of your favorite things? Um, so we walked in and there was a statue of a corgi named Whiskey and I really loved it and that was my favorite part. They had to, the kids had to pet this. So all around London for the Platinum Jubilee for Queen Elizabeth II, they have these corgi statues, like these little, I don't know what they're made of. Uh, they had 19 different artists yeah. that took corgi statues and they decorated them yes. and made them to their own and then placed them around spots. We'll put, I'll put the, uh, 
the pictures on, on Instagram, but it's cool because it's like a little scavenger hunt. Well, one of them was in the lobby of our hotel, the uh, Conrad St. James, uh, near St. James Park. So the kids had to pet the corgi every single time they passed. Lydia had to pet all the corgis, uh, correction. Uh, hold on. I saw you do that several times. No, I just patted the head. I thought it was like a, uh, I don't know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Well, so we get in the hotel, we get checked in, all goes smoothly, and what did we do that first day? Do you remember? It was all kind of a blur. Lydia's raising her hand. Okay. Um, we, ha- we had to go in the boys' room because um, uh, me and Mommy's room weren't, uh, weren't, it wasn't clean yet, and so we had to wait in there for like an hour and a half um, to get in our room. So, yeah. Well, if you want to know something about England, um, most of the cases, there's going to be maybe one queen bed in a small little room. So whenever you go there, you have to, if you've got four people, you got to have two rooms. So that's why we had different rooms. But we did have to wait about an hour and a half um, before we got our 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 room cleaned. And so by the time we got there, we had just enough time to change some clothes. And then we went to eat in the hotel. Yes. Um, is that the night that we went to the blue boar? Yes. yes. I love the names of those pubs, by the way, the blue boar, the feathers. They're really cool. The old star. The old star. Yeah, that's right. So we got to our hotel, our hotel. Let's talk about it for a second. It was a Hilton property. So we knew that it would be okay with like the beds and the air conditioning because the UK does not have air conditioning most places. No, it's actually an option. Yeah. If you get on the tube, if you look at City Mapper to find your way around the tube, it'll say at the bottom, air conditioning tube. And I think one of our responses was, that's an option? It's unheard of down here. It was like a 70, like 80 degrees tops up there, and that was a hot summer for them. So... The fact that makes a lot of sense that they don't have a lot of air conditioning because, you know, I, you don't really need it up there that, that far north. Yeah, we found that, like, we were more comfortable outside a lot of times because inside they didn't have fans or AC. So it got a little, like, kind of just stuffy, not really hot, but it would be a little stuffy. <laughs> and especially in a restaurant that has some kitchens and whatever. So, um, you know, we like to go outside. They did have a, a really bad heat wave before we got there that they got up to like a hundred and that oh I can't imagine that. No, not with air not without air, air yeah. conditioning. So um we went to the blue boar and then we pretty much retired for the night. Yes, we were all tired. We were, it was probably about eight eight o'clock their time that we got to bed. Um so we had been up for, for a, a a good while. So I think we were all ready to go to bed, but the next day was going to be our uh, Greenwich. We Greenwich. Greenwich day. Yep. But we'll talk about those little things in just a second. But just to let you know about our hotel, since we were kind of on there just a minute ago, um, our hotel was in a great proximity to the tube. Um, we literally came out, of, went downstairs, went out the lobby, and it was right across the street. No big deal. Yeah, the the... Proximity to a lot of things, really, it was walking distance to a lot of stuff that we were doing. But also, the tube station was literally across the street. Um, and it was the St. James, 
It's not St. James, it's St. James. Lydia loves to say it like that. St. Um, James. St. James. Uh, and, you know, it. Ha- oh, the Executive Lounge. Mm-hmm. We haven't talked about that. I love the Executive, whatever, how you say it, lounge. Bottled Coke. That's all I'm going to say. Glass bottled Coke. Glass bottled water. Oh, yeah. Everywhere we went, it was glass bottled something. Because the UK does, apparently doesn't have a lot of plastic. So they they embrace the glass. Yeah, they like the glass stuff there. They also love, and I found this out, we found this out, that they love prepackaged sandwiches. Yes. Don't know what that's about. But, uh, but yeah, they had an executive lounge that we went to pretty much... Every day. Every day, sometimes twice a day. We did breakfast most of the time, and then you know they'd have snacks throughout the evening. When we would we would go out and adventure after breakfast, and then when we would get tired in the afternoon, we would come back. We would stop in the executive lounge. They wouldn't let us. We kind of got fussed at by one of the British people there, <laughs> one of the workers. Don't take anything out of the British. Oh, yeah. Don't take anything out of the executive lounge. Can't do it. We took things out of the executive lounge. Sorry, Hilton. Luke, how many times did I do that? Um, at least five. <laughs> yeah, I um, actually I made sure that guy wasn't working when I did it. Actually, no, he was working one time because I put the you put it in your coat, the, didn't you, or uh, under your shirt? No, I put it in my pocket. I put two glass bottle cokes in my pockets. Would you like that, Mom? Yeah, we we uh, we know what to do. So yeah, our but our hotel was really great. Um, I thought I thought the location was good and it was very comfortable. British game shows. Oh my God. Okay, we'll talk about British game shows. Lydia and I in the afternoons when we would rest, we got to watch some British game shows. It was great fun. Better than America, I will say that. Yes. Well, yeah, they had Warwick Davis hosting one of them. Was that which one was that? Um, Tip- tipping? No. Tipping point? No. It's the pyramid. Tenable. 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 That's right. Yes. Tenable. Yeah, they had a, and it was funny because I don't know. We'll get more into that later, I guess. But um, right now, we're going to go to getting around. How did we get around in London? Mainly the tube and walking. We already introduced the tube. We so getting around London is actually really, really, really easy, as it turns out. Once you get used to it, very. We had, uh, they have a, what's called an Oyster card, and it's just this card that you can scan uh, at those little stops. You've, you've, I know you've seen them on TV, probably. you got to put money on it. Yeah, you load it up with money, uh, you buy the, uh, the card, and that's how you get around. Honestly, I think that concept is genius, and I think it should be used everywhere, because that is so useful, it's so easy to keep up with, except for the first time I used it, but uh, we're going to ignore that. Oh, no, we're going to get into that. No. Yeah. We all had our oyster cards, and I think it was the first day. Uh-huh. Yeah. What did Luke do? I left it in the room. Why do I need an oyster card, Dad? Oh, I don't know. Maybe to get around. So, But the great thing about it was there were kiosks right there in the tube station, and we just go up there, got him another card. Anyway, so that was not a big deal to get him another um, another oyster card. We actually pre-purchased ours and put 50 pounds on it before we came and or went to London. And they shipped it to our house, so we had them available. Mm-hmm. Um, 
kids don't have to pay for them. They don't have to pay to travel the tube or the bus. Um, so yeah. it was it was pretty well, easy. You know, Lydia didn't need one at all. Like she could, as long as she was with a paying adult, she could just go with us through the little um, what do you call a barricade turnstile? I guess you'd say. Um, and then Luke got a discount for being under. I guess it was fifteen and under because he was right there at the at the uh, cutoff. So uh, we got pretty good at the tube. Now let's talk about City Mapper app for a second. City Mapper was awesome at first, but then at the end, horrible. It started to route us in different directions. We got stuck in Paddington Station one day, and we couldn't get from. It told us to take one train, which is in the complete opposite direction that we needed to go. So we got on that train, rode a station up, realized we were in the wrong station, had to take the train back to Paddington, and then walk to the clear other side of Paddington to find our right train. But um, that was a little bit of a walk, especially considering um, I did injure myself on this trip. Oh, we'll get to that. Oh, yeah, later. But I was hobbling to the next train. I, well, I'm not a fan of Paddington. <laughs> um, well, actually, the Paddington stations, yeah, it was, like, really frustrating to get through. Um, City Mapper, overall, is very, very good when you're walking, but whenever you get onto the tube, it's kind of iffy sometimes. It kind of glitches out, I guess. Yeah, it has to do with your internet coverage. Whenever you have good, you know, mobile signal it worked great because it could get your location and do well but if you're down in the tube stations a lot of times it would kind of you know glitch out on you and it well, sends the wrong way a couple you, times. you have to understand it's like the subway in new york so the further the further you go underground the less yeah. signal you're gonna have with your cell phone yeah. but i mean we got the hang of it to where you know we could kind of read the the map and know which stop to go on and know which eastbound westbound whatever train we needed to get on and I ended up helping an older couple uh, get around. I hope I hope they got to the right place because they did not speak English. And I think Americans were more more approachable. Yeah. And because we've got asked several times how to get places, and we didn't really know how, so we were pulling out our phones and mm-hmm. trying to look at the maps to help other people out. Um, Londoners typically keep to themselves. Yeah, they do. Um, another thing that we rode was um, the. Uh, they have an underground, which is the tube, and then they've got ones that are tubes that are underground, but they also go overground, and then they've got just overground trains. Double-decker bus. Okay. Apparently, we're going to talk about the double-decker What about the double-decker bus, Lydia? Um, whenever we would always go on a double-decker bus, we would always go to the top. Why? Because I wanted to see all the pigeons. (laughs) Pro tip here, if you ride the double-decker bus in London, make sure that you go upstairs and then sit on the very front because then you can see everything. It's kind of like a panoramic view of all of the city streets as you go down the street. Um... So, for the double-decker bus, they have the trees clipped so the um, the double-decker bus could go, like, drive through the trees. Like, <clears throat> the double-decker bus would, like, go under the trees perfectly because they were, like, perfectly cut to where the bus could, like, kind of fit through like a glove without hitting any leaves. Yeah, that was pretty neat. Um, so... Getting around was very easy. We'll get to the cab ride at the end of the trip, 
that took us back to the airport. We'll get to that in a little bit. Um, so let's talk about some highlights of the trip. We all have our highlights. What are highlights? Like your favorite things. Lydia's asking me oh. what highlights are. So what you know? So we'll start with Lydia. Name name something. Name one thing that you really really enjoyed. Derby pigeons. Derby pigeons. <sighs> Out of all the things we do in England, and she loved the pigeons. We go to Westminster. We go to the Tower of London. We go to Tower Bridge. We go to you know St. Paul's Cathedral, and Lydia loves the pigeons. Tell us tell us about the pigeons, Lydia. I want to get I want to get a pigeon and name it Jerry. That's it, I guess. <laughs> Pigeons were everywhere. They really were. Everywhere, and I loved it. Yeah, she wanted. She said she wanted a fat, derpy pigeon and name it Jerry. I cannot confirm or deny that I may have sang the, the Mary Poppins song out front of St. Paul's Toppins. Oh, Feed the Birds. Toppins feed the Birds. Yeah. Uh, Luke's going to debut. You had a pet sing- pigeon? Why can't I have one? Papa had a pet pigeon, and he had a pigeon house. Well, then he can build me a pigeon house. <laughs> okay, so you're gonna go. She's gonna go catch a pigeon. She wanted to get it on the plane, bring it back home. Can we go back to talking about London? We, well, we you're are. the one talking about pigeons. Pigeons anyway. are in London, but I believe we had a conversation of. Do you think that the pigeons talk to each other in a British accent? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, hundred percent. We're talking about highlights here, okay? So I'm going to start off with an honorable mention. Um, Westminster. Now, of course, it, it's a great place. It's very beautiful. No, wait. No, wait. Hold on. Westminster Abbey, Chapel, or Cathedral? Which one are you talking about? I'm talking about Abbey here. There are a lot of Westminster places. And um, honestly, I loved it. It was super beautiful. S- loads of history in it. But it was kind of underwhelming. Underwhelming. Overwhelming, sorry. Oh, I was about to say, so this is overwhelming. It was kind of like sensory overload. My bad. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Yeah, so we did go to Westminster Abbey one day, and there was actually, there was a lot of people. Of course, it's one of the most visited attractions, attractions, sites, historical sites in uh, in London, I think. You know, I really was looking forward to going to Westminster Abbey. You see it in all the pictures, and you see it everywhere. In, All the royal stuff. Yes, and you know people get married there, and people die there, and you hear about people getting getting buried inside the stones and under the ground, and then you get there and you are looking around at the beautiful, but what is it, buttresses or buttresses, yeah, yeah. and you see all these beautiful things in the the stained glass windows and all this history, and then there are tons of people around you, mm-hmm. and you can't really see anything. And then you're overwhelmed just with everything. And it was beautiful, but it wasn't my favorite. Like I thought it would be. Well, the real shining factor of this trip was actually all of the smaller things that we got to explore. Pigeons. Okay. Um, (laughs) Yeah, Westminster Abbey was was awesome, a little overwhelming, kind of crowded. But obviously, if you go, you have to go there. It's, It's not even a question. You have to go see Westminster Abbey. Um, a highlight for me was, so we went to, it was our tower of London day, I think, right. Or tower bridge. It was after the tower bridge. 
that we saw the oldest church in the city of London. And we were eating. Uh, it was before we were going to Tower Bridge. We were eating lunch at a cafe. Don't know the name. And we were sitting next to, on the outside part, next to an older church. You know, Bystander? Bystand? Bywaiter? Bywater. 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 Yeah, because it was close to the river. Obviously, because we were going to Tower Bridge uh, after that. Um, but there, there was an old church there, and there was a courtyard and stuff like that. And I said, oh, this is neat. And most churches in London, you can go in and just kind of have a look. And I said, well, you know, after we eat, let's go see if we can check it out. Well, turned out, the oldest uh, church in the city of London. So there was a downstairs, and we got to see some Roman floors. What do they call the downstairs, Lydia? Do you remember? The crypt? Yeah, the crypt. Yeah. Um, so, we, yeah, we went down into the crypt, into the chapel part, and it was really neat. They had a Roman floor from Roman times. I mean, that's three digit years you're talking. I don't think we said the name of the church. It's called All Hallows by the Tower and um, dated back to the 600s, and we just happened upon it. Yeah. It was beautiful. That early Earlier that very same day, we got to go to the t- the Tower of London. Um, and I think that's another highlight um, of this trip because even though it's a big monument, it's so cool to look at all of the history in those towers, mostly in the towers, not really in the middle part. Of course, you got to go to the middle part, but yeah, it's super cool. Well, the middle part, so we'll talk about Tower of London uh, when we went there. It was the, the white towers in the middle. That's where like all the stories about the prisoners and all that stuff, but there's an outer wall that you walk around and there's towers built into that from different centuries. I mean, one will be from the 1200s. One would be from the 1500s one, you know, or one would be redone in the 1800s. But this is where Rebecca had a good idea uh, to go see the crown jewels. I actually read it in a fictional novel of a woman who went to London and she had a tour guide and the tour guide said, let's go visit. They walked in and he goes, Let's start at the crown jewels. And he said, you'll thank me later. Well, I thought, well, let's try this piece of advice. So we got off the walls and walked straight to the tower, to the, uh, what is it called? The jewels, the the crown jewels. And we stood in line for probably, I guess, 10 or 15 minutes, but it kept kind of moving around. Wasn't a very long line outside the building. We toured, we came out and I kid you not, the line was from the door wrapped almost around the entire white tower trying to get in to see the crown jewels um for good reason too because how much money is in the crown jewels so they said that there is 36 billion dollars worth of jewels in the crown jewels that is almost unfathomable but we when we went in it was about a yeah 10 minute wait we went inside it was what about 30 minutes that we spent in there mm-hmm. And we came out, and that line was unbelievably long. It it stretched out. I, I don't know. I would if I said ten times as long as when we stood. I think I'm underestimating. I think it was mm-hmm. more than that. It was long. It was probably going to take those people about an hour, hour and a half to wait to get in. I think another highlight at the Tower of London were the ravens. When you yeah. think of a blackbird here in the south, you think of like a, a crow, a black crow of some sort, and they're smaller. Boring. These things. <laughs> <laughs> these things were as big as my dog and I have a beagle. Yeah. They, they're huge. The, the Ravens there, the, uh, 
the famous Ravens. They're, I think their wingspan's like five feet or four feet or something like that. This is insane. Can we talk about St. Paul's Cathedral? Yes, we're going to get to that. You're getting, you're getting out in front of everybody. You're getting a little ahead of yourself. No, I'm not. Well, go ahead and talk about St. Paul's because apparently that's one of your favorite. Yeah, all right. So that's a highlight for Lydia. So St. Paul's, tell us about it. So me, Luke, and Daddy, and Aunt Stephanie, we climbed, climbed all the way to um to the top of the dome the dome and first it was like like easy steps to get up but then it got really steep and um wait yeah there was the 528 steps 38. to 30 no, no 28 yeah 528 okay <laughs> Um, so the 528 steps up to the steeple of St. Paul's is a workout. I mean, like, if you want to practice your elevation change, like, do that. Because there are times where, and also, you don't want to be claustrophobic. Because there are times where the walls will be so close to you on both sides. I had to, my dad had to duck every now and then. And even I had to duck. And I'm like 5'7". Yeah, it was um I so there was two things. One, it's a long way up there and as a heavier man who uh I mean these things were not built for me. I had to squeeze through a, pl- a couple of places. I had to duck around, but really the steps were pretty hard. But I was reassured because we went there pretty much nonstop. I think we stopped a couple times to wait for people, but we pretty much didn't stop and I was, you know, out of breath, of course. But there were really fit-looking people that were out of breath, too. So, like, I, I won that. Well, they climbed the spire. And St. Paul's is really nice. It's um, very old. But it has two different parts to it, which are wonderfully beautiful. Um, Christopher Wren, which is a big architect who did a lot of buildings in England, and um, he built the whole cathedral. But Queen Victoria, she came in and she said, it's a little dull. Well, in my perspective, you know, less is more. And it looked beautiful on, I think it's the West End. I could be wrong. It could be the East End. It's Yeah, it's one of the ends. It's where you come in, where the entrance is, is the Wren side. And then once you go back farther, it becomes Queen Victoria side. Well, Victoria made it not so dull. And it's it when I say it's blinged out, it's blinged out. There's mosaics everywhere, all over the walls, all over the dome, mm-hmm. everywhere. Speaking of dome, that dome is insane. I took a picture going straight up from the very middle of that area, and it looks incredible. <laughs> I wish I could show you all the picture. I'll put it on Instagram. So, um... My mom, she she sprained her ankle the day before. Couple couple days before, yeah. A uh, couple days before, and um, we told her when we came back down that she would never forgive us if we were we we forced if we forced her to um go up the dome. Well, injury notwithstanding, it would have been a height thing for you, like. You're not real good with heights. No, I don't. I don't like heights at all. There was a part when we're going up the dome that it's like metal spiral staircases that you can see through, and you see straight down. 
And oh, thank you. Yeah, and they're pretty steep, so you know, uh, I don't know if you'd like that. I'll just take your pictures. Yeah, just take her word for it. Take her word for it. All right. Yep. So, what was something that you liked? Well, there were a lot of things that I liked, and um, but I think one of the big ones. I'm actually going to say two. Okay. okay. One of the big ones was Blenheim Palace. We Ooh, we originally good. was not was not we were legit originally not supposed to go there we were going to go on another trip and um but we ended up canceling because the trip was booked through viator and viator left us hanging viator was terrible so we canceled it we said well if you can't come pick us up from the airport then we're going to cancel everything else that we had booked with you so aunt stephanie she booked us a trip to blenheim and to the cotswolds and to bampton and um so Talking about Blenheim, Blenheim is where um, Winston Churchill was born, and uh, it is in in the middle of the Cotswolds. It's very, very peaceful and tranquil. Yeah, it's really nice. It's out in the country, essentially. It's the gardens are beautiful, and they have this lake and a boathouse. It looked kind of, reminded me a little bit of Harry Potter in the Black Lake kind of area, and um, but we really, really loved it. It was. The, the creepy thing was when you walk into the door to walk into the palace, if you look straight up, there's a bunch of eyes painted on the ceiling or on the, on the underneath part of their porch. And you're just looking up there with all these eyes staring at you. It's a little disconcerting. Creepy. <laughs> it was very creepy. Well, um, this kind of further supports my, my claim that all the little stuff, all the hidden treasures were like not in the city practically like not the big things but it was all the small things that were the hidden treasures kind of within london kind of within the outskirts of london honestly that palace was beautiful as mom said uh, the gardens were beautiful and i wish we could have stayed there longer honestly yeah that was during our cotswolds tour and so we took a bus from the uh, victoria coach station to you know, essentially just to throughout the Cotswolds in the countryside there. And we hit two villages and Blenheim Palace. Blenheim Palace was our first stop. And um, I that was an unexpected thing. I, I didn't think I would like it as much as I did. I, it was my favorite palace, honestly. Yeah, I mean, even we went to Buckingham and we went to Windsor. And that was our yeah. favorite out of and it's one of the things, all the big ones. <laughs> it's one of the things I wish we did have more time, but we had to get back to the bus to continue our tour. <laughs> well, part of our tour was to also, we had the Cotswolds. We're going to Blenheim Palace and then some Cotswold villages. And one of the villages that we were going to was Bampton. And if you are a Downton Abbey fan, then you know that Bampton is where they filmed the church scenes and where Mrs. Crawley lived like outside. And then also where the, um, where the hospital was and the lanes there. Right. A lot of the village scenes took place there and they used like the green area for, different things. It wasn't very big. I, no. I would have thought it was bigger, but we got to walk around that village. I got some really good pictures of like some of the, the buildings and the library in the town was used as the hospital and the show and stuff like that. Um, and now my parents are binge watching uh, Downton Abbey again. So well, that happens about every, <laughs> but now year. every time we get to watch Downton, since we're binge watching it again, mm-hmm. um, they have the scenes right in front of the church, right in front of Mrs. Crawley's house, and then right down a little bit where the, the hospital is, where I sprained my ankle. How ironic. 
Yep. We call it the Battle of Bampton. Um, I overcame. So I was, I was walking, and we were walking. Uh, the streets are uneven. This has got a little. Be careful. Yeah, be careful. Um, we were walking in front of the hospital. It was the library, but it's the hospital on the show. And I hear this sound like scuffle, not scuffle, but it was just a feet shuffling. And then I look back and you're rolled your ankle. Yes, it was. I don't really know how I did it. I think I just stepped wrong because there's cobblestones and uneven walks everywhere you go. And I just stepped wrong and um, my ankle popped. Yep, sprained it. And I was like, oh, no, this is in the middle of our trip. This is like day four, day three or four. I mean, we're, we're, yeah, it was it was not long at the beginning. No, it was in the middle. It was like directly in the middle. And because I think we had like two or three more days, you had to walk on that ankle. So I, I was like, all right, what do we do? We got to get some ice on it. We got to get something to wrap it with. And I think we got in that conversation of do you want how are we going to do this? It was very hard to find an ace wrap, but my dad found a fish in fish and chips. No, it was a fish, a guy selling fish. A guy, uh, an old man selling uh, fish on the street. And um, my dad walked up and he said, hey, my wife sprained her her ankle. And um, like, can I pay you? uh, Like, can I? Can I pay, like, can I buy some ice from you? Yeah. And he, he just handed my dad uh, a bag of ice and um, gave it to him like, you don't have to pay. Yeah, he said no charge. He, I, you know, that was actually, um, a, that was an audible that I called that I was, I was able to improv there because I saw him selling fish. I was like, oh, hopefully he has some ice. And yeah, I went up there and said, hey, I'll pay you. I know this is weird, but my wife rolled her ankle. Can I pay you for a bag of ice? And he said, no, I'll just here you some ice. I would, I would like to report to everyone that I sprained my ankle in front of the library, uh-huh. a.k.a. the hospital. But I did not immediately put ice on it because, gosh, I am not going to miss going to see the church of the favorite shows that we watched. Oh, yeah, you played through the injury. I went to the I went to the church and then we walked all the way back to the village center before we got the ice. I'd like that to be noted. Yeah, and we didn't really put the ice on until we got on the bus a little later. I think a uh, another highlight would be Windsor Castle. No, wait, hey, we're not done talking about this. You, well, we'll you're moving along. Um so yeah, we we got the ice on your ankle. Then we went to another village called Burton on the Waters and um that's where we found the ace bandage. That's another village I would like to go see more of because we didn't really get to see a lot of it. Um, it looked like it was very charming. Uh, it had like the little houses and shops and it had like a river going through it. And they had like a little music festival going. The tour guide referred to the Burton on the waters as the Venice of England. And she said, it is nowhere close to being Venice at all. However, they just named it because they have a bunch of bridges and water like rivers that go through it. And so they, that's why it's called Burton on the waters. Right. Okay. So Luke wants to talk about Windsor. Let's talk about it. Sorry. I thought we were starting to wrap up the, um, the Cotswolds, but Windsor, the, First, we're going to start with the trip there. Um, the bullet trains, as I like to call them. Of course, they're not bullet trains, but they're very fast trains. Very fast. 
Yeah, that's the one where we got the video. Luke got the video of it going through the station, and man, it is kind of frightening. Insta, the what? Insta, Insta. Yeah, I put it on Insta. Um, so Windsor Day was cool. This was a post injury day for Rebecca, so she said, "I am not missing Windsor. It's not. It's not happening. I'm going to go walk. I'm going to walk around and, and see it." So, um. While the bullet trains were passing, my I was wearing a dress that day, and it kept on like blowing my dress up. the The train issue was a little weird because we had to get on Paddington and then take a train to what they call Slough, Slough, and then and then we stopped at Slough, and then we had to get on to the train to go to Windsor Eaton. So while we're waiting for Windsor Eaton, which is a very slow train, the big fast trains were passing by us. And as soon as you would look about, I don't even think it was two seconds later before the five car really fast train was past you and down the rail. Um, Luke took a really good picture or a video of the whole episode. Hopefully you'll, yeah. that's the one he wants to put on Insta. Yeah. Um, the video, it was like kind of, I was, I had to get as close to the yellow line as I could, as I was willing to do, actually. Um, <laughs> um, the train was fairly long, about eight cars. I think there were two trains attached to it. But um, yeah, it looks, it's very fast train, 140 miles an hour down that station, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, it seemed it was over a hundred because that's. I mean, we we were on that train for maybe fifteen minutes to get to the to the slow train, and it took it didn't take any time to get all the way out to Windsor. And Windsor's probably about I don't know twenty miles away from London. I think it really depends on which trains you get on. It could take you thirty minutes. It yeah. could take you up to an hour, but it depends on the delays. Right. But for the most part, it's not very far from and London. The trains run all the time. I mean, it's. I mean, if if one passes you by, there's there's gonna be another one around in about five minutes. Sixteen minutes exact. Oh, she remembers the exact time. Mm. So uh, Windsor Day was really cool. That was um, probably my second favorite palace. I wish we could have seen more of it and the village. Um, Windsor is where we got to see the uh, one of the changings. Of, it wasn't the big Buckingham changing of the guard, but it was a changing of the guard there. We got to get our picture by the the guard standing there. And what was what was that chapel that we went through? Saint George. Saint George. That's where um, Prince Philip and. Um the queen's mother and father are buried there. there, Um, but Prince Philip is not where you can walk and see where he's buried. He's buried in a vault that only is accessible to, um, those people such as the Royal family. They can go see it, but yeah, I don't know if he'll be out for display. That sounds weird, but he's not, he won't be. Yeah. So, um, but that was, that was a great day. We filled our day up with that, but again, with the injury and with, we had another, that was the day we had tea scheduled, so we had to kind of get back early. I was a little bummed because I would have, I would have spent all day there. I would have loved to to visit the visited the village because if you look up, you go up a big hill up to Windsor, and you can look over one of the walls, and you can just see how it's spread out, and it it just looked like a it, it's probably a touristy town, but overall, it's just really pretty. It had lots of cobblestones. I mean, it's it was built in the what. 1100s, uh, so <laughs> 1500s, something like that. 
Even though it was built so long ago, it still had that like 1800s steampunk vibe to it, which I'm I personally love because steampunk. steampunk. Oh gosh. <laughs> well, I think my second highlight was actually on our very first. Well, no, it's not our first day. Our second day. First full day. First. No, our first full day, we went to Greenwich. We got oh, to stand on yeah. the Prime Meridian, which was really cool. That was cool. It was a really cool area, too, because you could... Um, yeah, we took a, a bus. village, too. We just wanted to learn how to use the bus, yeah. and we wanted to learn how to use the tube, which we did later in the afternoon. Mm-hmm. But when we got on the bus, we it took us about, I guess, 40 minutes to get on the other side of London from where we were staying. Right. Um, but we wanted to do the furthest away first... Because And plus, we weren't sure how long it was going to take us to go to the Maritime Museum and to the Queen's House. If you watch Bridgerton, you'll know that the, <laughs> if you have children, don't let them watch this. Um, but if you if you watch Bridgerton, some of the balls take place within the um, the main section of the Queen's House. Yeah. And that's where the tulip, uh, the tulip staircase. staircase is so, yeah. so pretty. Um, that's where that's at. But we saw a Rembrandt there. Yeah, really. I mean, that that was a neat day, and I would love to go back and just hang out there. Oh, I forgot to say. That is also in the Greenwich area is where you can find the Monument of the Dead Parrot. Monument of the Dead Parrot. Well, it's a dead bird, right? It's a cockatoo. Oh, that's right. Amazing. (laughs) (laughs) We all had to get our picture with it, and there was a family next to us in in one of the benches, and they were kind of giggling at us as we took pictures with the dead bird. (laughs) But my my second highlight, really, the whole trip was Westminster Chapel. Mm, yes, Westminster Chapel. Not so we've talked about the Abbey. This is the chapel. This is an actual evangelical church in London, uh, and we got to go there on the Sunday. So that was our second full day. That's right, and uh, attend church service. That was one of the better days. Honestly, it was. It was really cool to see how it, it was so much like our church here. It, you could clearly see that God was working in that church. Yeah, it was awesome. They had really nice people. It was funny. We had an interact. So we got in there and um, they were all getting kind of milling around. There was a little area to get coffee and stuff like that in the front. And they were greeting people. And uh, a gentleman gre- greeted us and he's you know, asking where we're from. And we told him and he said, Oh, are you tourists? And we said, yeah, you know, this is our second full day and you know, just blah, blah, blah. And we got to talking and we said something like, well, where do we sit? And he goes, Oh, oh, I thought you were tourists or blah, blah, blah. I said, no, we're here for this service. And he goes, Oh, well, you're not tourists. You're, you're family or whatever. He said, he was very, very nice. I really liked the uh, Sunday school. So when we got to um, Westminster, we found a place to sit in the back because, you know, we're Baptists and we sit in yeah, the back. So um, we we sat in the back and then um, they began to do a couple praise songs. And um, so this very nice woman who was sitting on, I guess, the if you're looking out at the crowd, it's on the left side of the chapel. Um, she came and she she came up to Eric and she said, um, does your daughter want to go back to the children's church area? And um, he said, yes. And so he, you know, like we do here, you get a little sticker and you stick up on your kid and you send them on back, you know, and um, she wanted to go. Lydia wanted to go. And we had- weird because she's usually very timid about new places and people. But did you like it? Did you have a good time? She told us she did. 
I really did, and we played red light, green light, and um, learned how to control our words. And um, uh, the British people, so there were two other American people, and uh, the British people, they introduced us to British Bulldogs. Which is? Which is where two people stand in the middle, and then all the other people are on one side of the room, and then the teacher says go, and the people on the other side of the room have to try to get around the people in the middle. If you get tagged by the people in the middle, you have to join them in the middle. So they, they played some games and they talked about, a little bit about God's word. And I think what really would hit home with us, other than the message being about rest, and it was, it was pretty awesome. Um, the one thing that got me was they would sing How Great Thou Art, you know. Yeah, like an old hymn. The, the, the last time you hear people praising and saying amen and, you know, praise the Lord at How Great Thou Art is when Carrie Underwood sang it for whatever yeah, awards it. <laughs> Unfortunately, in our, you know, and, and I don't want to knock our church or any modern church, but we we seem to want to have to, you you know, listen to the modern stuff, the latest stuff. And and so it's to hear people getting excited about an old hymn, there was somebody with a maraca in there. Yes, they had maracas. Like in the congregation, not on the band, not on the, not or with the band, not on the stage. It was somebody they weren't, in the congregation. They weren't distracted. They had babies in there that they were having to move around. Parents would literally yeah. throw their kids over their shoulders during the worship. And Didn't stop what a big deal. Nobody was distracted was by very, crying. It was... It, it was a very God-centered, community-centered nice type church. Family church that... I was very happy with that because I think church going population in the UK is very, very low now. And to, you know, to see that is really cool. Plus right around the corner from the hotel, we walked there. Nevertheless, if you're a, if you're a Christian, pray for the church. And if anybody from Westminster Chapel is listening to this podcast, how you doing? Never happened, <laughs> your church is awesome. <laughs> but, um, I don't know. I, so getting back to the highlights for us, I think, uh, one of the ones for me was the um, was Westminster Abbey because there's a special connection that we have to that in the um, there's a chapel dedicated to the U.S. service men of the United States Air Force that went over to serve with the Royal Air Force in World War II, and I have so my grandfather who's passed away now his brother wrong church. It was at Westminster Abbey, wasn't it? No, that's at St. Paul's. St. Paul. No. Yes, it's at St. Paul's. Is that where the book was? Yes. Oh. Are y'all squabbling? Whoops. No, we're not we're squabbling. squabbling. <laughs> Lydia's quoting Bluey now, and it's hilarious. Uh, I'm sorry, you're right. It was St. Paul's. Correct that. Um, and they had a book with a bunch of names in there from the American servicemen that died uh, while stationed in England, all that. So my grandfather, who's passed away, his brother, older brother, was in World War II as a waste gunner on a B-17 and got shot down over Germany. And his name is supposed to be in that book, and you can actually call somebody, like an attendant over, and they can unlock the little case that it's in, or big case, it's not little, and turn to the page where your you know, relative where their name is, but I couldn't find anybody to do it. So I was kind of bummed about that. And we weren't allowed to take pictures. I, I'm saying that because we illegally took pictures. 
<gasps> I know, right? Yeah, that's how I snapped. Nine one one. That actually, we were actually allowed to take pictures in St. Paul's, but <laughs> well, I took a bunch of pictures. I don't know. <laughs> we all were disobeying the rules of the churches around because we weren't sure if we could or if we couldn't and where we could or couldn't. So we just did. I didn't. Sometimes. I didn't know that they said not to, though. Well, see. Anyway, I, we okay. apologize, England. Sometimes we did and sometimes I don't we didn't. I apologize. I took some pictures. Who cares? Uh, <laughs> I'm not making money on them. It's fine. Now, there is a connection at Westminster Abbey. With oh, Monroe, Louisiana. That's where I, that's what I got confused. There is a stained glass window. And again, I can post the picture on Instagram because I took a picture of it. Um, it has, I, I was, I don't know what I was doing over there. I was just looking randomly at the stained glass. There's tons of it there. So this, the fact that I was looking at this Amazing. particular one was kind of crazy, but it had this, I looked at one of the parts of it. It had the seal, the state seal of Louisiana. It, with the pelican and everything. I was like, and it said state of Louisiana and all that. I said, that's cool. <gasps> and then I, Lydia. And then so I took a picture of it and I noticed below it, it said the city of Monroe. So Monroe, Louisiana has a connection with Westminster Abbey. So we, I think we looked it up and the lady who, um, there was a lady who donated for the restoration for Westminster at some point. And apparently that particular stained glass got put as in, I guess, kind of a com- commemoration of her support. So, yeah, it, it's all it's all really weird to me, honestly. But, yeah. What do you mean it's weird? I mean, of all places in America, you could have... <laughs> it comes from Monroe. Monroe. I mean, we're famous. Monroe. Yeah, we're, fa- we're not well, famous. Louisiana. We're famous. Yeah. Louisiana's represented... Absolutely. Anybody else have highlights? Any other highlights you think of? I mean, I just, I just like the city. Like, I'm not, you know, big cities or whatever to me. It's fine, but I guess just the history and the way, the way you can get around there. Like walking to our particular part of uh, London where we stayed at St. James, it was like a little. It was like a neighborhood. You know, and you had these little pubs around there and these shops and these, you know, homes. I mean, people lived there. We had St. James Park really close. So there was a little park and um, I met a girl there and uh, she was like younger than me. And she really, really liked the seesaw. And she was she was. Well, smaller than me, so I pretty much had to do squats on the seesaw. Yeah, you were doing all the work. <laughs> what was her name? I don't want to say it. Yes, you can. It's fine. Ruby. We're not a very far-reaching podcast. And um, I woke up with sore legs yes, uh, the next day. And then what did we have to do the next day? That's when we climbed St. Paul's, wasn't it? We had to climb stairs, <laughs> and going down was harder than going up. Right. Yeah, we we had this, so St. James Park was really close to the hotel, and they had a playground there that Lydia played on a couple times, and Yay. she met a little girl named Ruby, who sounded just like Bluey, and it was the cutest thing Just ever. like Those are some things, those are some highlights. Look, it would take us five hours to talk about all our highlights, so those are just kind of some big things that hit us, um, and so... 
What are some things that maybe we didn't like or that were underwhelming or, you know, was there anything that was a negative? I've already mentioned Paddington, but I would like to throw Piccadilly Circus out there. Yeah. What? Bit too much like Times Square. I mean, it's very... It's very busy. There's a lot of people there. It's very commercialized. And to some people, it might be a positive to them. But honestly, to us, uh, too crowded, too many people. And um, yeah. We bought ice cream down there for Lydia. It really wasn't ice cream. It was more like um, ice cream soup. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was, And it, it was like seven pounds per cone. It was crazy. I think we paid like 20 pounds for, for the... Some of the worst ice cream I've ever had. Anyway, it was Piccadilly Circus is one of those things that you go see it and you go, all right, seen that. And that's about all it's worth. Um, next to it is Leicester Square, which is sort of a. It's just a, an extension kind of, of it. Extension, yeah. It's closer to some casinos and Chinatown. Yeah. And I think the Lego store and the M&M store right. are supposed to be down there as well. Um, little underwhelmed. Didn't really care for the environment. No. They had like, you know, they say watch out for scammers. We got scammed once, and it's Lydia's fault, and she's looking at me. Hey! Well. <laughs> this woman handed me a balloon, a stupid balloon, and yeah. I didn't even want it. I didn't even notice. I had, Lydia was holding my hand. We're walking. I turn around to see this lady in front of me asking for money, and I look at Lydia, and she's got this heart balloon, like, just holding it, looking like... Why, do, why does she hand me this? And now I'm getting hit up for money, and I gave the lady five pounds. Just just so you know, if anybody offers you anything, don't take it. Just say, no, thank you, and walk off. Because as soon as you touch it, you owe them or money. Or just know it's not free. Like, they're not giving free balloons. They're not giving free whatever. You're going to pay for it. I hated Chinatown. Well, um, Chinatown and Stephanie was very, very adamant that we go there. And... um I mean, the food's great, you know, um, and it's really cool to look around at Chinatown, kind of see that culture. So, yeah. Well, I mean, it was, I don't know about culture. It's kind of like, I don't know. It was sort of commercialized. The food was good. I mean, we went, we went and ate at a Chinese restaurant there, um, and the food was decent, but it was just too crowded, too kind of noisy. And if you're If you like to party, that's maybe be your area, but, you know, we're... We're ho hum. <laughs> We're boring. So, um, so and uh, not the food at Chinatown, but the food went like near our hotel. I didn't really like it. Only the caviar I liked. You liked the caviar yeah. out of everything. Now, now wait a minute. You liked the tea though, didn't you? Oh yes, I love the tea. Um. Tell them about tea. Tell them about tea. We had a tea. We had an afternoon tea, and the kids did amazing. This does they, not go into the low lights. No, this is this a, a really this good, is just another good one. That I just thought about um, the tea was awesome. It was at the Rubens. Uh, Aunt Stephanie booked it for us. It was really fun. I thought we would break things and spill things. Didn't do it, and the food was really good. The only person that that wasn't so good at he was Aunt Stephanie. She made a mess. <laughs> it was funny. No, I was glad she booked it because it was a really fun time. But um, anyway, back to low lights. 
Piccadilly Circus, Leicester Square. Don't go out of your way to go see that. Chinatown. Chinatown. Don't go out of your way. You'll probably see it in your travels, and that's probably going to be enough. But it's... Here's a disappointing thing. What? I really, really wanted to go to the M&M store, but we couldn't. If you... If you want to experience something very touristy that's not English, go to the M&M store. Yeah. Um, I was kind of bummed that we didn't get to go there, but at the same time, I mean, like, it's it's an M&M store. I mean, it's big. It's the biggest in the world, but, like, still. Apparently, it's very expensive chocolate. Yeah, it's just, it's a it's a tourist thing. It's, it's fine. Um, I think for me, one of the, it's not a low light because I enjoyed it. But Buckingham Palace, I kind of was like, Meh. it was my least favorite palace of of the what three that we went to. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I got a stuffed corgi. She did get, a, yeah, Lydia got a stuffed corgi there, which is cool. And they had it, you know, you got to see the state rooms and stuff. But I don't know. I feel like I'd want a, a more of an in depth tour of it to to appreciate it because it's a huge palace, and we got to see maybe. What, 12, 15 rooms? Maybe a quarter of the whole yeah, thing. Yeah, maybe a quarter of it, which I understand, like, you're not going to go see, like, the queen's bedroom or whatever, but um, I don't know. I was kind of, and it was kind of crowded, and I, you know. Yeah, but, you know, you could tell that they would take in so many people for each group at a certain right. time, and uh, you would get, they had the audios, you could listen to the history of, um, history of the palace and the the things they had there, and uh, it was, it was okay. Yeah. It's all right. Um. Luke, did you say a low light yet? Did you say something that would disappoint? Um, not, I, haven't, I haven't said anything yet, but I would agree with Leicester Square and Piccadilly Circus and stuff like that. I mean, yeah, too commercialized for me, especially in a city like that. Luke, you're gonna yeah. break your um, glasses. Now there, those are the low lights. You know, they're you know again, it was a lot of fun. Um, but I think there's a few places that I would want to go back. There was some places that we didn't... I don't think we spent enough time or I would want to... War spend rooms. <laughs> All right. Well, Lydia, you started off. Which one do you want to go back and see? War rooms. The Churchill War Rooms, which was really cool. Yes. Um, I also got a stuffed dog there. Um, it's a trend. And um, so I really, really liked it because they had a cafe. They had a cafe. That's what she liked about it. Although the cafe was literally where Churchill was during World War II. At out of all of the things that we've gone to, the war rooms were her favorite. But she spent most of the time reading the plaques and listening to the audio more than any other place that we visited. She wasn't interested in that. She really loved the historical documentations of Winston Churchill and the war rooms. Yeah, the maps and stuff. Mm -hmm. I mean, his bedroom was down there and his, you know, his aides and stuff, the generals that were down there was really cool. You could spend a whole day there just reading and listening and watching the things that he did throughout his lifetime. So Luke, what was a place you'd want to go back? Honestly, Blenheim Palace. Mm, Um, I'm there with him. Yeah. Yeah. So we were given about, so it was a full tour. So we got to see not only Blenheim Palace, but like the entire, the entirety of the, well, not the entirety, but some of the Cotswolds too. So we were kind of on a time schedule and we got two hours at Blenheim Palace, which is pretty good, but there's so much to explore that it wasn't enough. 
Oh, I, ho- I wholeheartedly agree. I love that place, but we needed way more time there. I think it's at least a half day. They had a cafe, and they had big, cheesy mac and cheese. <laughs> Very good mac and cheese, I will say. Um, and, you know, if you're going to ever go there, just get one mac and cheese for two people. <laughs> yeah, it was big. It was big portions. I always read that, like, portions there were smaller. That's another thing. It's just a little aside. Is They give you a lot of food. It's not. They don't want you to go hungry. No, they don't. No, they don't. Um, what is somewhere you want to go back for if you or Mother. want more time in, I should say. England. England. <laughs> I loved England. There are only, you know, a couple spots. I can't really pinpoint anything that I didn't really like other than Piccadilly and Leicester, just because I thought yeah. they were highly populated. But for the most part, I could go to any of these places and explore longer. There's so much history and so many, so much, so many things to read about the history that really I felt like my time was limited. It was almost like you needed a day per attraction or site, or you know, like uh, we should have spent longer in Greenwich and explored the village more. We should have spent longer uh, at Blenheim. We should have spent, you know, there's, I mean, there was we just weren't there enough time. But I would like to highlight some cultural differences that uh, I yeah. thought were really great. And I tell everybody what? I meet about our trip, these particular things. Um, on the tube, apparently we're, Americans are said to be very loud. Um, I can now understand why they think that we're loud. We yeah. are very loud. On the tube, it was like silent, even though there was like so many people at rush hour. The, the tube could be, you could be standing and have zero places to sit. And if there were any conversations going on, they were between one or two people and they were so quiet that you couldn't hear anything, even in the quiet well, cabin. I mean, so the tube wasn't necessarily quiet. There was a lot of noise associated with it. But as Americans, we would be talking over the noise. Like we would be like, you know, we're going to be heard by our, I mean, we're just trying to talk to our people that are with us, but you know, we're, but the English the British people, they were just like taught if they did talk to each other, they were, it wasn't loud. You very really, reserved. Yeah. They're very reserved. They weren't. I liked that. They didn't push anything on you. They didn't, I mean, except for Piccadilly circus, they didn't hustle. Yeah. They didn't hustle you. They didn't. And most of the people in Piccadilly circus were not actually they British. Were British. Yeah. That's the thing. It's like the British people are very reserved, very, just not in your business. Uh, they're friendly. They're friendly people, but they're, um, and they're helpful. Like, you know, we uh, we met quite a few people that were very helpful. I know this is op- off topic, but <laughs> at the Queen's house, it's a museum. Um, so there was this guy uh, standing on a balcony, and there was a wedding going on downstairs, and uh, my dad made him laugh um, because he he told. Like the guy that was standing on the balcony said that there was a wedding going on, and um, my dad turned to me um, and said, "Don't get in any ideas." Yeah, they were setting up for a wedding reception, and I was like, "Wait, you you know?" I asked the guy up there. I said, "Is it what's going on here?" And he said, "Oh, it's a wedding reception. They booked the whole place, the Queen's House, which is like this big thing in Greenwich." And I was like, you can do that. And he's like, "Oh yeah, you know." And I looked at Lydia. I said, "Don't you get any ideas? Because I don't know what that cost." But I, it had to have been astronomical. Well, 
back to the cultural differences too. Yes, sorry. Lydia did get Lydia us off got off topic here. Um, cultural differences, um, the way we pay, we normally just, if we're at a sit-down restaurant, we just hand people, or even in the drive throughs we yeah. hand people our card and we expect them to ring it up for the amount that it's supposed to be. Well, in Britain, they don't let you give them your card. Nope. They want you to um, not ask them to touch your card. They will not touch your card. They no, actually they request... They don't want to touch your card. No, they will bring out a machine for you to pay for your meal. And it's kind of like a Chick-fil-A whenever you stick yeah. your card inside Scanning of the machine. Card. It's the same thing. Which they, I love. They, don't, they do not trust other people with their money. I like that. Because, you know, you got in the conversation with that waiter at that at that yes. by water or whatever place by the church that he said he doesn't like that. Like, he's like, why would I let you have my card? I don't know what you're doing with my card. He said, I don't want to take your card. Cause you know, it's, it's a lot of responsibility. So, and I'm right there with him. I'm like, it is. Kind of, I thought about it. I was like, wow, that is kind of nuts that we just mm-hmm. let somebody take our card. And I don't know what you're doing with it. Mm-hmm. Louisiana needs to step up its game of cards. Oh my God. So, um, characters, things, people that we met while we were there. We met a few characters. Um, one uh, was Max from uh, Westminster Chapel. He was cool. He was talking about, uh, he was an older guy. I mean, older. He was probably in his, I think he said he's 60s. Because he hitchhiked across America. He was telling us he hitchhiked coast to coast. Hitchhiked. I was like, wow, that's brave. He said, well, it was the 80s. So he apparently wasn't too scared. Um, so I like eighties was a wild place. Yeah, and and then a, a guy that stands out to me is the bus driver that we met. That I got directions to Victoria Coach Station, which I, we were kind of lost there. And um, so I went up to this guy sitting in a bus. It was like a tour bus, and I, I talked. I said, "Hey, can you help me find this? You know, this Victoria Coach Station?" And he was the most Scottish dude. He was from Glasgow and he's like, Oh yeah. And he called me friend and he's like, he pointed literally down the street, the biggest sign ever. I said, Oh, where it says the big words, Victoria coach station. And he laughed. I thought that was funny. Well, you know, out of, for the most part, British people are very friendly. Oh, absolutely. But I think the Scottish one day we want to go to Scotland. Mm-hmm. I think the Scottish are a little bit more animated, kind of like we are. Yeah. Based upon just this one interaction, and I'm going to group them all into one category here. <laughs> oh, he was like very talkative, very outgoing. And um, not that the British people aren't outgoing and friendly and talkative. They, he was just a little more, a little more energy, I guess. Yeah. Uh, a little more pep in his step. And he smiled a little bit more. It, it was just a different interaction right. than most of them. And I think another guy worth mentioning is when we went to the Shakespeare Globe, our tour guide. Oh, yeah. He I was loved cool. him. Oh, you loved him, did you? I loved how he acted. He um looked Funny. like he looked like Robert Downey Jr. to me. Yeah. Um yes. but he was dressed in a kilt and he was all British, not no Scottish. Yes. Yeah. He um he was funny. I did I didn't make him laugh with the joke, but he like shook his head. Yes. Um cuz Rebecca kept saying he looked like or but you told him you look like Robert Downey Jr. And I said, you mean the famous British actor, Robert Downey Jr.? And he just kind of looked at me, smirked, and just sort of shook his head. So other characters, anybody else have any characters that you like to mention? No. No. Except for the pigeons. We've already established. <gasps> the pigeons! All right, all right. Don't get her, don't get her started, okay? 
Yeah, sorry. Um, All trip, I've I wanted to look for a pigeon plushie. Well, we never found one of those. So if you're actually, looking- we did, but mother. Didn't let me get it. Well, considering you got a stuffed dog about every place we went. Shush! Shush! (laughs) So uh, that was our trip. This is kind of a weird trip report. We were kind of back and forth because there's so much to it. Um, We, I thought it was the greatest trip I've ever been on, honestly. We forgot to talk about the cab ride to the airport. Oh, yeah. We told the people we would tell about the cab ride. Essentially, I'll just do it really quick because we're pretty long on time here. It was uh, frightening. I thought I was going to die. I thought it was in the born identity. Wait, hey, the way this guy was, was the cab ride? The, the last day when we went to the uh, airport. Remember? We were driving super fast. I don't we, think that Lydia understood <gasps> exactly what was going on because she was facing backwards, looking out the back window. And we were all facing frontwards, watching him weaving in, in and out of the traffic. Now, it's like five in the morning, so there's not a whole lot of traffic, but this dude is getting us to the airport. He wants us to the airport. 80 and a 40. Wow, yeah. So. And I thought I would touch on something not on our outline here. When we went to the airport coming home, we had to stay in the airport for a little bit, and we stopped at a watch shop. A watch shop in the airport. But with really expensive watches. I think Luke put a $30,000 watch on his wrist. $32,000 watch, Mm -hmm. mind you. Actually, 32,000 pounds. Which is more like, what, $40,000? So this, I don't know who this guy is at this watch place. But there are several like luxury brand watches there. And I don't even remember what brand you put on your wrist. He, He let, he opened the case for a 15-year-old. He put on a white glove. Put on a white glove, handled the watch, and put it on my son's wrist. And I was extremely nervous. Solid 18-karat gold. I think that's what he said. Every piece of that watch was 18-karat gold. Yeah, like even the pins that hold the bracelet on the watch were gold. So... Everything was gold. I did totally Ocean's Eleven that. I didn't even trust Luke because he looks like a 12-year-old. Listen, uh, you know, I was on that guy. I, I wasn't going to assume any responsibility. I, that was on that dude. <laughs> so that was, yeah, that was funny. Oh, you know, we didn't talk about the assassin that was our Uber driver that time. Oh, yeah. Real quick. He picked us up in a Mercedes S-Class. He was Romanian. He was Romanian. Uh, we ordered an Uber because we needed to get back quick. And he came there and he looked. he was like shaved head, wearing a suit. And he looked like an assassin. And, and I think Mercedes. he was. Did you and, say Mercedes? Yeah, Mercedes S-Class. Like, nice Mercedes. And, um, yeah, that was insane, too. There was so much to unpack there. We could do a four-hour show on this. But we're going to try to keep it a little quick. And so I want to thank you. Yeah, well, a little bit. Uh, but we thank you all for listening. Luke's talking with a rubber band on his back. All right, well, you don't have to narrate our lives here. Yes, you do. <laughs> Yes, we do. Okay, we're closing the show. Uh, Bye! Lydia. So, um, this might be the last time Lydia is ever on the show. She's looking at me all. I'm just kidding. I want to be I want to be Wait, hang on. Can we talk about Disneyland? What? No, it's not a Disney show. This is a... Thank you. So, yeah, we're going to close the show before Lydia takes us into the eight Thank you for so, listening to our rambling. We appreciate it. And uh, hit us up if you want some London tips. And we're going to put some pics on Instagram 
and maybe some videos. So we'll see. Bye. You.